0: I'm
1: Today on this Monday, it is. And welcome to Oaks
0: Online. Yes, welcome back.
1: We're on season
0: four, Four. episode
1: two, two. and And we've got many, 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 many good stuff. Smashing stuff coming
2: up. We have. We've got notices. We've got a talk with Emma and Julia, Mm -hmm. and we we might have a little interview.
1: and the talk yes. is all about uh, encounters with Jesus. With Jesus, that is a so, great point. Have you ever had an encounter with Jesus? Hmm. And you? Um, or or
0: um, of anyone? And me. Right?
1: And me. Yeah. Hmm.
0: I think I, I can't really think of anything that I've had, but I've I've experienced stuff at Soul Survivor from other people. Hmm. Um. I've seen, you know, when other people have maybe encountered Jesus, they um. They, you know, show some word signs, they'll be, like, laughing or something, they'll be crying, maybe falling over. Mm. Um, and I think that's really interesting to see that. I don't yeah. think I've really had it much myself, but, um, but seeing that, I think it, it's really yeah, interesting, definitely.
1: yeah. Yeah, I agree with Hannah. Like, you see people and they're, like, you just think, oh, are they, like, going crazy? But it's not, it's just, like, God entering them and, like, forgiving them and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Martin? definitely, yeah. I think i agree it's always nice to hear god you know giving you good advice yeah so yeah i just can't wait to hear more about encounters with jesus mm-hmm. throughout yeah, the rest so of the series yes and thankfully emma and julia have got a fantastic talk to tell us more about that now they
3: have
1: they have, they have.
3: Oaks Online. I'm Emma and this is Julia and we have our special guest with us again today. Nutmeg, any thoughts on the Bible? So more? No. No, she'll tell us later I'm sure. <laughs> um, this whole series of Oaks Online we are looking at the topic of encounters with Jesus, mm-hmm. aren't we? We are. Do we know why we picked that topic, Julia?
4: Um, I just think it's, it, it's a season. It's about us reflecting on our personal experiences where we've encountered Jesus. Either at the beginning when we became Christian or as our relationship with him continued and it's about us going out and uh, introducing Jesus to the people that we meet in our communities so it's I think it's a season for being prepared and ready.
3: Yeah so Richard has done a Bible talk which we're going to just unpack the piece of the Bible that he talks about in his Bible talk today, uh, but you can watch that on, on our YouTube channel if you want to. And he talks particularly about the prophecies that we've had recently mm-hmm. with the Oaks and what that means for us to go out and do the do the stuff. You okay there, just chilling? <laughs> so we're gonna read from Matthew today in the Bible, which is what um, one of the gospels. Mm-hmm. So in the Bible, there's four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they are a really great place to start if you've never read the Bible before, because they are the eyewitness accounts of, well, Matthew, Mark, Mark and Luke, are mm. um, John, not so much, are the eyewitness accounts of Jesus in his day. So what he got up to and what he's like and all the rest of it. So a really good place to just get stuck in. Mm. Um, so we're gonna read from Matthew four to begin with, which is the bit that, Je- that Richard picks up on and we've split it down. He does the whole, the whole verses, but we're gonna t- do a little bit and then we'll do another look. Yeah. Um, so this is verse 18 to uh, 22, which says, as Jesus was walking beside the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two older brothers, oh no, not two older. sorry, two other brothers, Jesus, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Lift up
5: your head, fisherman.
1: I <laughs> do you
2: Anything you ask, I will do.
5: Follow me.
4: As well, Yes, you, James and John, come,
5: follow me.
6: I'll take the fish into market and settle up Simon's death. I'll get some help to fill both of these boats.
2: Are you sure? Yes, go. What will you tell Emma? <laughs> We've just been called by the man we prayed for our entire lives, and you ask me what will I say when you miss supper? <laughs> go, now.
5: So, you sure you don't want to do this just a few more times?
2: Well, we'll make a great team on a boat. Simon! Joking.
0: (laughs) Fish are nothing. You have much bigger things ahead of you, Simon, son of Jonah. Did you understand that parable I told earlier? From now on, I will make you fishers of men. And you are to gather as many as possible, all kinds. I will
5: sort them out later.
4: So, mm-hmm. quite radical. Quite radical. Just literally walking away from your job. Family. Livelihood.
3: Yeah. Everything. Mm. And, and Richard says in the Bible talk that, you know, something radically changes when we fully meet Jesus. Mm. And you said something when we were talking about this earlier, Julia, about the fact that at the time it wouldn't have been that sad for the dad of the, of the two sons because he, he, they would have been expecting a messiah. Mm. So we see that as like, oh, they left their dad behind. Yeah. But actually their dad might have been like, we don't know, because mm. there's so much we don't know. Mm. But it might have been that the dad was like,
4: yeah, my sons are going to be disciples of the messiah kind of thing. Yeah, that certainly the, the, the Jewish nation at the time all had that expectation of the coming of the messiah and so when the sons and, and were coming back saying we've met him we know it's him mm-hmm. then it either it's met with cynicism perhaps yeah or great excitement that you know their sons were going to be following that rabbi the Messiah. so it would have been really exciting yeah
3: because it wouldn't have been weird for us that sounds really weird as well for someone to just be like oh come and follow me like almost like a bit cultish I suppose but in the day you would rabbis would have had disciples yeah. that would have followed them and then learnt from them like on the job so to speak yeah so it wasn't like totally uncommon either for this happen, but you still had to be willing like you know to go and radically give up your life in yeah. this way and um, you know I, there's other bits that i want to read just to talk about because i think you can read that in matthew and think that this is perhaps the first time that they heard about jesus or maybe encounter Jesus, but I don't actually think it was. So in um, John, which I've saved here, here I am. Uh, John 1 verses 35 to 42, it says, the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. And this is John the Baptist, who is actually Jesus's cousin. Mm -hmm. So he came before Jesus, really interesting character. Go read more about him. Mm -hmm. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning round, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the 10th hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. So this is Simon Peter from the previous story that we just read in Matthew saying, hearing about Jesus. So Mm -hmm. they're already knowing more about him. Mm -hmm. They might not have encountered him fully for themselves. And we know when they did, when Jesus met with them earlier on in the book of Matthew, later on in the timeline, but what we just read, they went, I'm following him.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So there was something there where they were hearing about Jesus mm-hmm. and then they encountered him mm-hmm. and they followed him. Would you say that's still relevant to our life? Like, I feel like that's kind of like, like me for a bit. I heard about G- Jesus mm-hmm. and then I was like, actually now I feel this call on my life to really follow him. And choose to follow him. Mm
4: -hmm. I think, um, I suppose, it's a little bit unusual for you to have had some knowledge, because these days, because of of that school system, and kids don't necessarily have the assemblies, or the types of assemblies that we necessarily had as children, and the generation before us, they often all went to church and to Sunday school, and so the the gap between people knowing about Jesus, or not knowing Mm -hmm. anything about him, I think is much wider Today than it ever has been, but the thing that struck me when you were just real, I, I thought about was um, that sort of rabbinic model, that rabbi and his disciples. it, it was a model. It was um, a sort of standard in a sense, but it, it tended to be uh, boys and men that had gone through a higher level yeah. of um, sort of religious education. So all the boys learned about the scriptures to a certain age. And then if they're particularly gifted or had some sort of calling, then they would continue with that learning. Yeah. Um and then they would follow one of the um rabbis who was normally a teacher in the temple. Mm. Whereas Jesus he went out and just picked normal, kind of working class yeah. men. Potentially very young men. Yeah. We don't we don't know but the, it it seems that they might have been really quite well, young. Like class. teenager mm-hmm. age, yeah. And,
3: and yeah, like you say, they wouldn't have necessarily, it, it's implied by the fact that they are fishermen, mm. that they weren't the people that were still studying the no. scripture,
4: basically. No, so that was set Jesus apart from the other rabbis, which I think is quite so, he's interested in all people, not yeah. not necessarily clever people or yeah. um, people with different standards of living, he's interested in everybody.
3: Yeah and you know, to give up your livelihood, sometimes it would have been passed on by generate for generations. That is a huge sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's not, I imagine as a 17 year old guy or however old they were, you might have been thinking, I want to make some money and being a fisherman would have guaranteed in some way that that livelihood, Mm -hmm. because especially in Jesus' day, it wasn't necessarily a poor Lifestyle, it could have been. We don't know. You know, we don't know the ins and outs of these people's lives because we don't have that information. Unfortunately, the Bible is very short and could quick. Have. Unfortunately, mm. um, but you know, it would have. It wouldn't have been an easy decision. Mm. Basically, would it? For yeah. them? So it's like this. This happens time and time again in the Bible. People meet Jesus, and there are people that either choose to follow him or they choose not to. And and I think that's very much like life now if, if if you've heard about jesus but you're not quite sure you can make that choice for yourself god's mm. never going to force you no. to make that choice no. i've got written down here god usually calls people when they're busy doing something else <laughs> um you know these guys were fishing mm-hmm. and he says to them i'll teach you to be fishers of men which is like you know he's making it Relevant to them, but there there was other people I could think of in the Bible, like Saul, uh, David, uh, the shepherds in the Christmas story, Mm -hmm. because they're just shepherding. shepherding. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, Matthew, the tax collector. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I think you can be busy doing what you think you should be doing, and then God calls you to something. Yeah. What do you make of
4: that? Yeah, interesting. Of course. Matthew the tax collector was very unpopular um, with all of his people because he was a Jew seemingly working for the Romans. So he was kind of shunned by his local community, potentially his family and potentially his, the other disciples when Mm -hmm. he came on board. And uh, that comes across quite well in in The Chosen, doesn't it? Where they give you some kind of background story. But yeah, really unpopular (laughs) <laughs> work uh, choice at that time yeah but Jesus chose him he knew yeah he wanted so the
3: chosen that Julia mentioned is a is a free program available I think the first series is on Netflix as mm. well and um, but you can watch it online for free and it's basically exactly this you know the, the disciples first encounter with Jesus and how they it's obviously there's a lot of Dramatization, drama, something. yeah, mm-hmm. because we don't, like we say, we don't know. So that story that we read today, I think both of those actually are in The mm-hmm. Chosen. And it's really interesting when you see it played out on on screen as mm-hmm. to what it could have actually been like to think, Yeah. wow. So yeah, basically God might call you when you're doing something else. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yep. And G- uh, Richard talks about the more time we spend with jesus the more we become like him
4: and i have the question to you is that true hopefully (laughs) hopefully (laughs) um yeah i mean when when jesus calls us to follow him it's about following his ways we're filled with the holy spirit so you know we're hearing from god we're we learn i mean there's a scripture about us changing from glory to glory and it's it's unlearning, it we'll become a new creation when we become a Christian, and it's unlearning some of our old habits that aren't necessarily the best way or what God would want us to be, and it might be um, the life choices that we make, things that we do, relationships, and, and when we come to know Jesus, we often find he takes us through those things and brings healing into those situations, if there's broken relationships or shows you new ways of thinking, new attitudes. You, de- you definitely, I mean, and it happens in all walks of life, doesn't it, when you're moving around different people groups. So I, I think when you go to a university, you change because you're mixing with mm. people who are yeah. of an age, they're, they're excited, they're learning stuff, they're creative, and you take on some of those um, sort of characteristics. And it's the same when you when you learn, about Jesus when you when you meet him when you're reading about him in the scriptures when you're mixing with other Christians it kind of rubs off on you yeah And so we all do change in different ways Um, because we can't express enough how radical
3: Jesus was Jesus talks in parables a lot in the Bible Mm. and there's one particular parable about like how the Jesus has come to just flip what we think completely upside down and he talks about like envy a lot because I think as humans we can be envious of others Mm -hmm. and I just think if you encounter Jesus, it just radically changes how you view people, how you love them well. He tells of a story about this employer who goes out and he starts, the start of the day he employs people and he continues to employ people throughout the day, at regular intervals. So the person at the beginning of the day done a full day's work, person at the end of the day, only two hours. Mm -hmm. And as humans we think, well, surely you'd pay them the different amounts because the person at the beginning of the day done a whole day's work. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, paid, Jesus says the employer pays them all the same. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's about grace because Jesus is just so full of grace. It's not fair, that's the point. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want us to be fair to people. He wants us to be full of grace and forgiving and loving. And it's, and it's so, so challenging because what our nature is as humans is mm-hmm. to be, different to that isn't it yeah it's not our nature so mm-hmm. it's just yeah the Jesus in the new testament is so radical just completely flips things around mm-hmm. so yeah 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 okay. it's, it's a journey it's a journey so basically <laughs> yes we think the more time you spend with him the more you would become like him but that's not an easy process always it can be like refining
4: to become gold <laughs> i yeah. suppose is the analogy yeah well it's it's a lifetime isn't it we don't change and lot lots of times on you sort of like your christian journey you hear about this kind of the onion skins don't you yeah that, um when god wants to to do something in our lives he's not going to try and sort out everything all at once because we can't deal with that we can't handle that so he'll just take off a little skin at a time and it's and it's about our attitudes, it's about our values, it's about how we treat people, it's about how we feel about things um, and it's just an ongoing process yeah really. so
3: earlier you mentioned something about healing, mm-hmm. say so, to finish, I just want to read the final bit of what of the passage which Richard chose, which was um matthew four twenty three to twenty five which has the heading "Jesus heals the sick." We've spoken a bit about this with the la- in the last episode about Graham Reed, because he talked about perhaps being uh, the whole demonized thing. So if you want to know more about that, you mm. can go and watch that because that unpacks it. But basically from this, we've already spoke about preaching the good news of the kingdom, how that's a completely topsy-turvy world, which we can't get our heads around. <laughs> but also it would appear that sometimes when people encounter Jesus, they get physically healed. Mm-hmm. Like this occurs and still occurs today. So. Yeah. It's pretty radical, yeah.
4: I mean, that he, 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 Jesus had a huge following, didn't he? In, in during the Gospels, we hear of huge, huge crowds who have heard down the grapevine that this this amazing man is is healing people and and significant healing, not just little healings. Mm. Right. Um And so he he attracts crowds, and and there are plenty of stories in those Gospels of Jesus. Healing different people, different conditions. Um, I think everybody that he prayed for, he healed. And of course, he then says to his disciples uh, before he leaves them that that we, as his disciples, have the same authority which is to quite heal. Crazy to get your head round. Yeah, and we can do the same. And so we uh, we believe that if we pray for people, we can um, we can see God heal them too. Yeah,
3: which is really exciting. It's very exciting. So if you want to know more about that, what that mandate actually is for us, and specifically for the Oaks, which we feel God is calling us to at the moment, mm-hmm. um, go and watch Richard's Bible talk, because he unpacks that. So we'll leave you on a cliffhanger, really, <laughs> with the healing side of things. Um, because he talks about the prophecies, which we've had recently, one from Graham Reed, mm-hmm. um, which we also spoke about last time. Uh, but yeah, go and, go and watch that. That's available now. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Emma and Julia. I think
0: it was really, really good hearing about what the Bible says about Jesus and people having an encounter from Jesus. Um, And I really liked when they said about the, um, when he said to the fishermen, just like, come follow me. I think it's just something subtle like that. Um, And they would have just been your age. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. I think that's crazy. What, What would you think if Jesus just came to you and went, come follow me?
1: Uh, i think it'd be a bit strange because if he's just like a stranger and but you'd have to just trust him wouldn't you yeah, yeah.
2: you're right yeah yeah it's amazing how much trust they put in jesus at yeah that oh, time. Yeah. Mm. yeah and now we have an absolutely glorious talk
1: with our best friend on the whole world rob needham
2: Hello and welcome to the Oaks Discussion Show. I'm Jack. And I'm Josh. And today we are absolutely blessed to be with our good friend Rob. How are you doing, Rob?
1: I'm okay, thank you. Good. It's great to hear. We've got some questions about your experiences with God. And a few surprise, yeah, questions, few surprise questions in
2: there as well. Let's uh, get right into it. So we're going to start off like uh, Rob.
1: Okay. What's your favourite cereal, if you eat cereal? Well,
6: I, mostly I don't eat breakfast, but if I do... Uh, probably porridge.
5: porridge oh, is I like egg. porridge.
6: <laughs> yeah,
2: that's very good. And a follow up question what would you have on your porridge, if anything? Uh, honey.
6: Honey. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah.
2: Healthy, but delicious. <laughs> and um, how old were you, do you think, when you first started believing in God?
6: Um, I'm not very good at remembering dates, but I would be in my early 20s, early I guess. 20s.
1: Yeah. How did you uh, yeah. like, come to meet God then?
6: much uh, time have we got? <laughs> got <laughs> it's kind of a long story, really. Well, as long as we... I was brought up in a Christian home. My parents were both staunch mm. Methodists. Um, mm. But I didn't become a Christian then. And then I got married. And I mm. worked in a found- an iron foundry. And I came home from work one day and my wife said, uh, there are two Mormons coming tonight to talk to us. So I said, Okay. So they came and they told us all about this religion they believed in and they were nice young American lads spent two years of life to come over here and uh, be missionaries to the Brits mm-hmm. um, and one thing they said which a lot of people don't say, they said don't take our word for it ask God and I thought well that's fair enough I will ask God so I I guess I said something like, God, if you're there, if you exist, tell me if these are telling the truth or not. Mm. And um, so I just kept basically praying that prayer and nothing happened, mm. nothing from God. And they were starting to get a bit pushy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one day I'm at work and I, I did a semi-skilled job, which means once you've learned how to do the job, can It's just repetitive then, so you can do it without actually having to think about it. And um, so I'm thinking about this, and it's like God spoke to me in a foundry of all places, (laughs) and it wasn't an audible voice. Mm. And what he said was, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish of everlasting life. Now, this is nothing I'd ever learned I'd gone to Sunday school, I'd learnt the Lord's Prayer and the 23rd Psalm, well that was it. And these words came to my mind and I knew straight away that God was speaking to me. Uh, Because he said, whoever believes in him, that's God's Son, Jesus. It's not about believing in a religion or an organisation. And um, so that night I told these uh, Mormons what had happened. And they said, oh that's in the Bible, it's in John's Gospel. And they showed me it. And there really don't no answer to it at all. And they just stopped coming. They never came anymore. So that's how I came to believe.
1: Amazing. Fair enough. So uh, can you tell us about a time that you encountered Jesus in a powerful way? Um, well, one of the things that um,
6: God has always um, showed us, me and my wife, is that he is Jehovah Jireh. That means God, my provider. Hmm. and uh, we've experienced God provide for us in so many miraculous ways um, <clears throat> we spent a year in America because uh, I believe God was telling me to. because I've got a brother who lives there
5: yeah.
6: and uh, I believe God was telling me that we were going to be working together and um, I had no idea how it was going to happen about the logistics I had no idea how, the, how we were going to get finance to yeah. do it um, and I'd got ideas how I could got, find us. And I told God five different ways how he could provide for us. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> he didn't use any of my ideas <laughs> at all. So we had to scrape together what we could. Yeah. And we wanted to go for a year, but we could only get a six-month visa. We couldn't get a work visa, so we had to go on a visitor's visa. And, um... And we figured if we could live somewhere rent-free, if say, live with my brother or whatever, we might manage six months yeah. with the money that we'd got. Anyway, um, after six months, we were still there. Well, let me just... Talk, before, when we got there, we went with my brother. He picked us up at the airport, went to his house. And I can't remember if it was the next day or a couple of days later, but he said, come on, we're going somewhere. So we all climbed in his van and... Mm. Uh, he drove us out of town, 11 miles out of town, and we finished up down this dirt road. In fact, there was this little, tiny, one-bedroomed house. Yeah. I says, what's, what's this? He says, this is where you're going to live. I says, really? Anyway, it turns out it was on 80 acres of land. Wow. And there was another house and some farm buildings, and uh, there was a chap who actually lived in Texas okay. and he was fed up with the heat in Texas. It was too hot for him, so he bought this land in Missouri. And um, his plan was to, he was going to breed quarter horses on this land and live there. But I'm afraid his wife wasn't too happy about that <laughs> idea. So she was still in Texas. So he's commuting okay. from Missouri to Texas, which is quite a yeah. long way. Yeah. And... Um, but while he's away, he wanted someone to keep their eye on his land. So he basically let us live in this little house, rent-free. And um, all the time we live there, it's up for sale, right? Anyway, he rung us up one day and he says, um, I'm sorry, but I've sold the house. And um, my wife said, Yeah, that's okay. When do you want us to move out? He says, Well, I don't want you to move out, I want you to move in. She says, What do you mean? He so said, "Well, I've taken it in part to exchange for another house." So he says, "I want you to go and move into that house and look after that house for me." <laughs> so we actually finished up living there for one whole year wow. and never paid a penny in wow, rent.
1: Amazing! That's great.
6: So our money lasted us.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> and um, what is your favourite noise?
6: Noise. Favourite
2: sound in the entire world. I'll
6: tell you what my favourite noise is it's hearing the kids at school the primary kids at playtime I love to hear that sound of all the young kids having a whale of a time at playtime that's yeah. that's my favourite sound
1: So you do worship don't you? Uh-huh. Yeah So tell us about how you like to worship God Well uh,
6: the Bible says that we should worship in spirit and in truth Yeah <laughs> um, So that's what you know, you try yeah. and do. Um, I must time I don't too much like regimented yeah, worship. Yeah, yeah. I like to kind of go with the flow, and uh, you know, well, hopefully, you do guitar, then? hopefully, I'm listening to the spirit of God mm-hmm. and going the way that He wants me to go.
2: Yeah. So you play guitar. Do any other instruments that interest you at all? There are, but I can't play them. i <laughs> 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 the same. Now. Um, We've got one more we've got a few more questions. This next one's a surprise question. It's um we're just wondering have you ever been to Coventry Market? No. No. Okay. No. And um well that's it, that's it really for that question. Um <laughs> we're just just uh we like to find out if people have been or not. But probably the next question would be well,
6: why Coventry Market?
2: Um well we've we've seen this video and it on YouTube, and it looks like like a really good... Like a holiday resort. Um, <laughs> All right. place. So we will have to go. We're, <laughs> yeah, we're going to go. We're going to try and go. You're welcome to come with us. So, um, Yeah, so um, what is it one part of the Bible that you like that's, you know, about encounters with God? It's maybe a verse, a story, anything you like?
6: Um,
2: well, there's actually somebody
6: in the Bible who I would like to meet one day. Hopefully I'm going to meet this. Little old lady. Now, I don't know if you remember, but Jesus' and his disciples were at the temple one day and uh, all the rich mm-hmm. people are coming and putting their money in their collection, mm-hmm. you know, lots of dosh. Yeah. And then this little old widow woman comes and she puts one penny in. And uh, the disciples made some comment about it only being a penny, but yeah. Jesus said, that's all the money she had.
1: Yeah.
6: So this woman gave everything she had, and I want to know what happened to her after that because you can't outgive God. No. So I really want to know how she went on after and how God provided for her. Yeah. Because I'm sure He did. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some fantastic things there. And what would you, so what would you say? Do you think was the best decision in life that you ever made? I said, it might be quite hard. You look like a man who's made many <laughs> good decisions, but...
6: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I suppose I'm supposed to say marry my wife or <laughs> something <laughs> like that, but um, <laughs> um, I got the chance to play cricket when I was 58. Wow. Which is rather <laughs> old to start <laughs> playing cricket, yeah. but I'm really so glad that I made that decision and, and I played for until I was...
1: Seventy-five.
2: Wow, that's amazing. So, uh, were you good at
1: playing <laughs> cricket? were you good at playing cricket? No, I just loved
2: doing it. It's It I just loved it. it. <laughs> <fun.
6: laughs>
1: <It's all laughs> it. That's amazing. So,
2: um, yeah, Jack, have you got any more questions?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so you've had the chance to talk with us now, uh-huh. and I want to know which of us do you like the best? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Uh, well, I'm hoping your sister will be here and I could choose her, you see, oh, <laughs> <laughs> fair, enough, fair
2: enough. But she's not.
6: No. I can't <laughs> choose between you. <laughs> fair enough. fair enough. enough. That's fine. Fair enough. You a I would
2: definitely choose you over Jack. <laughs> for the record. <laughs> well, thank you very much yeah, for coming you. on, Rob. It's room, been a pleasure.
6: Jack. It's not been as frightening as I expected. <laughs>
2: no, <that's good. laughs> no, we don't bite. it. So, um, yeah, thanks very much for that. Thank Some you. very interesting You're stories. Welcome. We've loved it.
1: Thank you. We um, now have some nibbly notices for you all to enjoy. So first up, in this building, next week, on Monday, Youth Fest is going to take place. It is going to be amazing. We're going gonna to have the best time of our life.
0: And when you come back, you'll have to tell us all about it. Yeah,
2: we'll do. We we'll will do. Little I mean, thing. I've heard a few things they've got planned. We're going to Cosmo. Yeah. amazing restaurant. Laser Quest, wow. movie. There's going to be games. It's going to be absolutely exquisite stuff. Wow. It's going to be and so fun. I cannot be... wait. Mm, so, so yeah. exactly. I
0: think you'll have to take some photos and videos to show us. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah,
2: yes, maybe yeah. Maybe we'll see some of you viewers there. But you have to be of, under a certain age. so <laughs> Okay, so in other news, um, Jack, you take this. Yeah,
1: one. unfortunately, there has been some earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. And we've got a tier fund donation page if you want to, like, uh, give help to them. Yeah. But if you can do more than that, you can, like, pray for them, which I think we're going to do in a second. Yes. Yeah. So, so we'll yeah. put
0: the link down below to Tear Fund, and you can just uh, donate money to that. But you can also pray.
1: Link in the description.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Right, just giving your money and your time is so useful. So, yeah, yeah let's, let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray for all the people in Syria and Turkey right now who are facing the... Um, problems with this earthquake and that anyone who's missing gets found alive and well. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Dear God, I pray for, as well as the uh, all people who have been affected by the earthquake, all the families and friends of people who have died and that they manage to find peace and that they can find happiness with you. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Yeah, dear God, I pray that all the families, uh, all the people who have lost people, I pray that they're healing well and that um, you are showing them that you're there you're there with them uh, that they're able to talk to you to um, give their lives to you and to help them know that it will get better
1: Amen.
2: Amen. Amen And that is all we've got time for on Oaks Online today there's a lot in the future days coming up so do check your calendars for that and enjoy the rest of your week guys So long Bye, Bye. Thanks for watching Bye.
5: i